0: Okay, so I don't have to tell you, Trump's been indicted for a fourth time, Dirty Moderates. I'm not laughing. I I am actually just um, marveling at why we're at this point, how we're at this point. I mean, I suppose we wouldn't have a Dirty Moderate podcast even if there were not the threat of democracy that Donald Trump and his cohorts have posed and put the country through for so many years. But yet we are here again. uh, As I said, um, or, I've said many times, you know, Donald Trump remains both in serious legal trouble, but he's also going to be the Republican nominee. So, before we get too far afield, and though I'm somebody who thinks, wow, the justice system might actually work here, and at least the rule of law is working in bringing him potentially to justice among these 91 felony counts, okay, four indictments, 91 felony counts. He is a criminal code defendant. What will this mean? that we don't know. But amidst the noise and the, and the chaos, and I think the stress that the country is going through, um, we can't forget people who did the right thing. And that's today's episode. And it's very relevant to Georgia because you may remember uh, two people, uh, a mother and a daughter named Ruby Freeman and her daughter, Shea Moss, who were election workers in Atlanta who became um, targets, who who became public enemy number one, public enemy is the number one for Trump and Giuliani. Now, I'm not going to spend this episode breaking down this particular fourth indictment. We've done that several times now, and there's a lot of information on it, but nonetheless, big RICO indictment. That's a racketeering charge, racketeering... Uh, laws were created in the early seventies to be able to sweep a group of people in, uh, and charge them, uh, as a criminal enterprise. So independently, but also part of a group. Now, the reason I say that is, is that, um, Ruby Freeman and her daughter Shay were victims of this enterprise. Okay. The Georgia indictment, um, specifically, uh, brings to the fore, not just Trump, but his cohorts. Some of the most famous names in Trump world were indicted. And I think seeing these reprobates get their due is uh, is a bit like watching the devil get their due. So, of course, Trump indicted, of course, but Rudy Giuliani, uh, John Eastman, who was Trump's uh, election schemer, the guy that came up with the fake elector plot initially, said it was viable said uh, that Pence uh, didn't have to certify, all that stuff. Mark Meadows, who was once a congressman from North Carolina, Trump's chief of staff, all of these people. Um, but there were also some less familiar people here uh, in the way that Moss and Shea, excuse me, that uh, Moss and Freeman were not known until their amazing testimonies or uh, Shea's testimony at of Six hearing her mom's deposition, which was taped. You know, they were not known and they brought to light something that they should be honored for, which was standing up for democracy. They were election workers and that's what they were doing. Ruby Freeman, in her deposition on May 22nd, uh, excuse me, May 2022, said to the January 6th committee, um, I should not be here. I signed up as an election worker because I believed in our democracy. I signed up to support my daughter, Shay, whose entire professional career has been devoted in making sure that Fulton County elections are fair and that every vote is counted. Okay. Well, these two women faced vicious intimidation, uh, violent death threats. We're doing the people's work. You, you can't forget. And if you've forgotten, we have it here on the podcast. You can go back and listen to it or you can. Watch it on YouTube or Google it. Shay Moss's harrowing testimony um, about the way in which she was targeted and bullied by Trump and Giuliani. And it was a very, very, very searing experience to watch this woman who had felt she had lost so much. Her name, her reputation, her physical safety, her mother's safety, her peace of mind. Um, but it was essential viewing because what happened? Together, they bore witness to the worst of Trump world. Yep. And the worst of parts of this country, but they stood defiantly against MAGA forces who were trying to overturn a free and fair election. Now, in the George indictment, okay, there were some people that you may not remember um, or may not have heard of. There's a guy called Stephen Cliffguard Lee, Harrison William Prescott Floyd, and Trevion C. Kuti, K-U-T-T-I. K-U-T-T-I. Um, they were part of the intimidation and harassment. They were the lackeys, the henchmen, that besides Giuliani's comments that uh, the mother and daughter were exchanging vials of heroin, he said. It was actually a ginger mint. And Trump calling them professional scammers um, and hustlers. Here's really what happened. Um, These election workers And that's all they were. Stood up to the bad guys. Just so you know, uh, Ruby Freeman got $16 an hour to pittance to supervise elections. Okay? They believed in their community. They wanted every vote counted. Right? And they went to work. You never heard of them? You would have never heard of them had they not been whipping folk. Right? People who were put out to pasture, people who were attacked and intimidated and all that. If not for MAGA. MAGA told you that they were liars and they were trying to steal your vote and that they were dishonest and they were power hungry, right? But if you think about it, these are two women just simply doing their job. I think there's a lot easier ways for them to have gotten rich or do horrible things despite what the Trump team went after them for. OK, so for five years, beginning in 2017, Shea Moss worked as a registration officer at the Fulton County Department of Registration and Elections, just the registrar's office. She was there to process absentee ballot requests, voter applications. But by Election Day 2020, she was also asked to help process the vote at State Farm Arena in Atlanta, which was a polling place. Okay? Shea Moss asked her mother, Ruby Freeman, who was a retired Fulton County worker at that point, to help her coordinate the 911 calls and all that stuff. Anything that was needed, right? Now, tabulating ballots after hours happened after election day in all the swing states that couldn't declare a winner. Remember, Donald Trump went that night, said he won the election. He didn't win the election. The votes of Arizona and Pennsylvania and Michigan Wisconsin. And yes, Georgia had not yet been fully counted. So trouble started when on video you saw... Uh, videos of voter tabulation the ballots had been packed up for the night but election officials had changed their mind and asked poll workers to to continue doing the work to scanning them so there's a video of um lawson freeman removing ballots from what the trump forces said were suitcases that looked suspicious okay um the suitcases weren't suitcases though. They were just bags in which the ballots had been stored overnight and sealed before election officials said, no, we're going to continue scanning and counting. That's it. Nothing untoward. This isn't uncommon. It's not unprecedented. Okay. But this footage went viral and like everything else in MAGA world became another, uh, uh more gist for the conspiracy minded. Okay. More just for the mill, the MAGA mill, let's say. So, uh, Giuliani brought this up at Georgia Senate hearings. He said Freeman and Moss were quote, quite obviously surreptitiously passing around USB ports as if they're vials of heroin or cocaine and quote, as I mentioned before, uh, Giuliani flagged it on Twitter. By the way, he has since conceded these statements are false. Just so you know, before the indictment, this was just two months ago in a defamation suit uh, brought against him by Moss and Freeman, that his allegations were actionable and false. Okay. Well, of course, Fox News, Sean Hannity, all of them ran with this on January 2nd, 2021, just so you know, right, four days before uh, January 6th, weeks after this had been, dispro- been, been disproven in multiple news outlets, et cetera, actually found false by Trump's own Justice Department. Okay? Uh, Trump brought this up in his infamous phone call with um, Brad Raffensperger, uh, Georgia Secretary of State, he said, oh, they looked like suitcases or trunks. And he said they were, quote, stuffed with votes. He also lied and said, quote, the minimum, it was 18,000 ballots, all for Biden, end quote. And Trump then mentioned Ruby Freeman, an elderly woman, retired, honorable woman doing the work of democracy for Fulton County. He mentioned her name 18 times, calling her, as I said earlier, again, quote, a professional vote scammer. What did Lady Ruby, as they call her, tell the January 6th Committee? What did she ask in a resonantly emotional way to the committee and essentially to the American people? Quote, do you know how it feels to have the President of the United States target you? She continues, the President of the United States made up lies about two ordinary Americans for his own personal gain. Ruby Freeman then received multiple death threats and for a time went into hiding. Shay Moss, in her testimony, talked about being afraid to leave the house, fearing for her own life and the life of her teenage son after receiving numerous racist threats by phone. Okay, So, Lee, Floyd, and Cootie, these other three that were in the 18 indictment crowd here, the RICO charges, entered after Giuliani brought this up, and after handing on Fox aired these false allegations, which had already been disproven, at the end of December 2020. Now, Lee was a former police chaplain in New York City. He passed a message to Freeman through a neighbor, okay, according to Reuters, Reuters, that her time was running out and he could help her and her daughter. On December 15, 2020, Lee shows up at Freeman, Ruby Freeman's house. She refused to let him in and called the cops. He said, I'm a pastor. Police came, told the cops he was a pastor. And he said, I'm working with some folks who were trying to help Ruby out and also get to the truth of what's going on. We have no idea who the folks were he was talking about. But the indictment says Lee had been in communication with a guy named Robert David Cheely. I know there's a lot of names here. We're just going to keep them straight. Uh, Cheely was an attorney who would appear, who had appeared at the Georgia Senate hearings after, excuse me, alleging election night fraud at the State Farm Arena where Freeman and Moss had been counting ballots for the working elections, okay? Okay, so it's complicated, but still. But concluding that Freeman would not talk to him because he was white, Lee enlisted this guy, Floyd, who had done a lot of black outreach for black voters for Trump. You might know about this guy. Blacks for Trump. One of the voter outreach guys is indicted, okay? And... um. Floyd then recruited a woman named Travian Cootie. She is a Chicago-based PR rep, by the way, who had represented Kanye. Just we'll so you know, um, she was connected to Trump campaign. And according to the indictment, Lee Floyd and Cootie, all indicted, right, exchanged several phone calls on the nights of January third and fourth, to what were called engage in overt acts in furtherance of the conspiracy. Anyway, Cootie showed up at Ruby Freeman's house on January 4th at 8.30. Freeman agreed to meet with her, but given all the threats, she won a police officer. there. So according to the indictment, Cootie tried to get her to confess to ballot fraud. And according to a police report, okay, this is in Reuters reporting, Cootie said she'd been sent by, quote, high-profile individual, didn't name who, and that because of the election, Freeman was in danger and had just 48 hours to, quote, get ahead of the issue before someone who she wouldn't name would end up. At her front door. The police officer suggested that they move this conversation to the police station, which they did, where Floyd was on speakerphone. So Ruby Freeman is there with a cop and Cootie, the publicist, with Floyd on speaker. Okay? You are a loose end, Cootie tells Freeman, for a party that, quote, needs to tidy up. Now, Cootie, of course, denied to Reuters that she pressured Freeman to falsely admit to voter fraud. And Floyd told Reuters they were merely trying to cut an immunity deal for her. Except there's one problem. She had to be guilty of something, and she wasn't. She didn't need immunity. This is made up. This is bullshit. This was what riveted the country about the January 6th hearings. It was the extent, not just about January 6th, but which Donald Trump and his minions, himself and now 17 others, or 18 others, are now criminal co-defendants because of this, as they should be and also didn't seem to be pretty smart at what they were doing. I mean, trying to bully this old woman to a false confession in the presence of the police? Well, I mean, Trump and Giuliani are just, you know, uh, rampant bullies, people who are reckless and careless. And Giuliani threw his hat in with Trump long ago and he's going down the ship because of it. To understand Donald Trump is to examine... Obviously, the most manifestly unfit man to ever hold the office, but also a malignant narcissist, and we need a therapist or psychiatrist for that. But just so you know, Freeman and Moss are the point, because Moss, by the way, was given a John F. Kennedy Profile Encourage Award, uh, and Freeman actually deserves one too, okay? But these two women endured, spoke about, and had to have their lives upended to such an extent right? That the damage is done. And yet they still had the bravery to come forth before the nation and testify, right? Their lives were turned upside down. And, you know, the Georgia State Election Board had to do a years-long investigation into alleged election fraud at the State Farm Arena in Atlanta because conspiracy theorist-in-chief Donald Trump claimed that Ruby Freeman and Moshe had committed election fraud to deny him the state of Georgia. Thankfully, the Georgia State Election Board, which found all of the evidence to be unsubstantiated and found to have no merit, cleared them. And Trump and Rudy Giuliani repeatedly, repeatedly, seized on that viral security footage clip of the ballots coming out of ballot bags, perfectly legal, and said that was proof. Again, using racist tropes, like they're drug dealers and scammers. Again, there were no USB drives. Shane Moss was giving her mother a mint. Trump took his bile and his lies to social media. He still was doing it even January of this year. State officials said at the time the election workers had done nothing wrong, but the women endured the harassment. I mean, Freeman fled her home, fled her safety. We we heard about this. Uh, Freeman also said uh, last June, "This is there is nowhere I feel safe, nowhere, quote unquote. I have lost my name and I have lost my reputation, all because a group of people starting with number 45 and his ally Rudy Giuliani decided to scapegoat me. Investigators, folks, interviewed or received affidavits from nine election workers. They also identified and interviewed an unnamed man who created an Instagram account pretending to be Freeman and claiming to commit voter fraud. Now, the account creator admitted he created a fake account and has since confirmed that the account was fake and everything about it was fake. So even though December 2020 and January 2021 put to bed any kind of false claims, at least in the larger sense, about Shea and Moss, who are heroes, the state election board in Georgia and the Georgia Secretary of State Office was backed up reviewing claims. So it took a long time. So they were just cleared themselves for doing nothing wrong. Absolutely nothing wrong. Brad Raffensperger applauded this in a statement couple months ago, right after it came out and said false claims and knowingly false allegations made against these election workers have done tremendous harm. Election workers deserve our praise for being on the front lines. and uh, Freeman sued OANN for defamation lawsuit. As I said, Giuliani had to retract and did declare his statements false. And there are numerous claims ongoing. But this is what MAGA lies hath wrought. This is where we are. This is what has made this also despicable, but made this fourth indictment, like all of the Trump legal woes, such an urgent priority for the country. While the nearly 100-page Fulton County indictment is a sweeping RICO indictment, as we know, okay, detailing the allegedly expansive scheme to nullify the 2020 election in favor of Donald Trump, Ruby, Freeman, and Shea Moss were the sweet sound sounds of truth amid a din of lies. They helped beat back to the extent that they could. Ordinary folk fighting authoritarianism, fighting bullshit, fighting lies, not getting swept up in the Trump undertone. And in doing so, they were like life preservers for what Ronald Reagan once called a miracle. That is our four-year transfer of presidential power, which up until Donald Trump had been peaceful and without incident. But with this latest indictment, among other things, and not to be sidelined or forgotten or um, not celebrated, Moss and Freeman are vindicated because they are exactly what the framers meant by we, the people. Folks, thank you for listening always. Don't forget I'm on TikTok at Dirty Moderate Nation. Lots of fun videos there and lots of exciting content. Keep saying it. And I'm not teasing you, but it's coming. It's coming. We're only getting closer to the biggest election of our lifetimes. So stick with us. you are in a political storm. In the meantime, stay dirty, stay moderate, and stay safe.